Let's get into it then. All right. Awesome sauce. I ask that the gods and goddesses of our respective paths bless this circle so that we may be free and protected within this space. And if you have this one word, pagan or paganism. For the pagan community. Exactly. Right. The, the big umbrella. And that was fucking fantastic. Of the podcast ever. We're three pagans. Exactly. We're three pagans. And a cat. And may the works this day of be of the highest good for all present and those listening. So mote it be. The circle is cast. Hail Dictinus. Grant us clear voices, strong sound, and good reads. The pessimist complains about the wind. The optimist expects it to change. The realists adjust the sails. A quote by William Arthur Ward. Welcome to Elements Air, the 184th episode of Three Pagans and a Cat. Thanks to Velocity Rose for our intro music. You can find more of their work at VelocityRose.com. You may call me Ode. You can call me Carr. I'm Ode's father. Mary Meet, my name is Gwyn Ode's mother. And it has been so long since I've been able to do it in that order. <laughs> Thank you for being back, Carr. Yes. Return of Carr. It's uh, had nothing to do with me. It had to do everything with uh, Google updating Google Chrome. Yeah, that's what we think. The, so you may remember a couple of weeks ago we had a technical difficulty, like Carr was supposed to be on the first Elements episode, and then for some reason something happened with our technical setup. And we think we figured out what it was. It's just that Chrome updated, mm-hmm. broke something, and has now updated again to it fix whatever it. they broke. Yep. yep. Let's see. Housekeeping for me is that this Thursday at Valhalla, yes. I will be doing Divination from 7 to 11. I think Jackson may be doing it as well. That is something that we do the third Thursday of every month at mm-hmm. Valhalla in Kalamazoo. Um, so if you are in the area, come and see us. Um, our recording time is changing. Our upload time is still going to be at 7 p.m. EST on Tuesdays, but we are recording now at 8 p.m. EST on Monday instead of at 7 p.m. EST because Gwyn's job pushes her a little closer to that line than we would prefer. All right, for those who follow me on Instagram, oh, that's right. I have been spoofed again. Yet again, there Yet is again. a fake Gwyn three pigs in a cat. Yes, so no. if you... Three pigans. Yeah. Yeah, pigians. Pigians with an I. This time, yeah. So if you, and there's still, apparently, Instagram has not done anything about it yet. I've, I have it's complained. It's been reported. So. Other people have reported. So I will never, I am, or message, or email you about a reading. You will never hear or see me in a message say, Hi, love. I have a message from Spirit for you. Would you like a reading? <laughs> or no. anything else. Or anything else. I do not do that. I do not offer those kind of readings. If people want readings from me, they know where to find me on my email for Three Pagans and a Cat or on my Gwyn at Three Pagans and a Cat Facebook page. Those are the only places. And people contact me. I do not contact them. So if someone claiming to be Gwyn reaches out to you on any social media platform offering to give you a reading or claiming that a reading is prepared for you and wants you to pay, do not do that. Please do not do do that. Do not give these people money. So far it's only been on Instagram, but it wouldn't surprise me if it starts Mm -hmm. showing up on TikTok or Facebook. So please just note, I will not reach out to you for a reading. Mm -hmm. If someone wants a reading from me, they contact me and we set up an appointment. Yep. However, my uh, appointment schedule is very narrow right now. Because she's working. Because I'm working. I'm really only doing 
readings um, on Thursdays, every third at Valhalla. Thursday at Valhalla. I am doing some Saturday and Sunday, but it's a very narrow window, mm -hmm. just so you know. So now we are as Captain's house. Yes. This week we are continuing our Elements series. Mm -hmm. We are uh, covering the four classical Western elements, and this week we are covering the element of air. Absolutely. So uh, I, in the process of doing research for this episode, remembered my eternal struggle, which is that, technically speaking, according to the Book of Toth, written by Aleister Crowley, swords are the air suit in tarot. But in my brain, in my heart and soul, wands are the air suit. In I, in my heart, strongly associate wands with wands. air. And I a am, lot of people do. I am incapable of mentally, like, instinctively associating wands with fire. No matter how hard I try, no matter how much I know that's the case. If you're, if you're being technical about it... Swords is air, people. Swords, swords is air. Swords is the suit associated with air. Yep. I'm not happy about it either. Swords. <laughs> Oh my gosh, my speaking That's of because the sword's the only thing that can cut air. No, that does, I, I disagree. <laughs> <laughs> like, swords are forged. They should be associated with fire. I think a lot of people switch those up. And I see Rihanna saying, look, yes, yeah, swords should be fire, metal forging, etc. It does make sense. Honestly, I get them mixed up too, even which is why I still have to look. Constantly. Because I have that, and I think some of my different tarot decks have... There are kind of there are a couple of a decks little. that have flip-flopped it, yeah, which has not helped anyone with, yeah. with keeping this straight. Exactly. And so I am notoriously, like, I so, always refer to wands yeah. as the air suit. Yeah. But technically speaking, swords. swords are the air it is, suit. It is technically swords. And which I have to keep in my mind, you know, when you think of the queen of swords is mm -hmm. someone who is very direct at communication and cuts through the shit, you know, is how I try to remember queen uh -huh. of swords. So... <laughs> doesn't help me. No, <laughs> I just, this is my eternal struggle. And so now all of you yeah. have to struggle with me through this. I remember I had, if you remember our friends, Pat and Paul from Arts and Crap, I mm -hmm. had this long discussion with him about swords and wands. And of course he is um, OTO. Mm -hmm. He's very traditional. He's very traditional. And of course he was talking about swords being air right. and wands, he being had all fire. these explanations, he all, and I still got it messed up. Uh -huh. I still, I think when I was talking about it, I on the podcast uh -huh. years ago, I still messed it up. Just, I'm just, I just can't <laughs> in my brain. The, I, I, I truly think it is because swords are forged metal, and so in my brain that means so. they must be fire it, it associated. Makes, it does make sense. Yes. Does it help that Paul forges wands? I'm just trying to help. <laughs> I appreciate it because this is a struggle I have. It's a struggle. This has been my eternal. It is my eternal struggle. I've. It's been my it's a problem I've had since I first started tarot. Well, let's talk about the element of air. Yes, air so, is is associated with ideas, communication, intellect, intellect the mind, travel sometimes mm -hmm. as well. I think through like a Mercury association. Mm -hmm birds and things which are things associated with swords although they're also sort of things associated with wands i think mm -hmm. this also doesn't help is that wands and swords don't have like a good right distinguishing that's true characteristics a lot they of overlap. times uh air is useful for psychic senses mm -hmm. for astral travel flowing movement kind right. of in the air kind of thing currents in the air Githa says, air is the element I have a really tough time connecting to. That actually seems to be the case for a lot of people. Mm -hmm. um, and I think I've, I was sort of percolating on that through this week as I was thinking about air as an element. Mm -hmm. And I think part of that is because it's invisible. Right. 
it's intangible, mm-hmm. but it is all around you mm-hmm. and inside you in a way you are not always conscious of. Right. right? Like you are conscious, you, you're constantly breathing. Yeah. You're constantly inhaling and exhaling air. Mm-hmm. But unless you focus on it, it's something that happens automatically. Yeah. It's a process you don't consciously engage in mm-hmm. most of your day. Right. So it's hard to connect with air because we're so inundated with it and also so insensible to it. That's true. That's true. I, I can say early in my practice years and years ago when um, I had a mentor and she was teaching me about the different elements and how to connect with things, mm-hmm. one of the things that she had me do to understand air was to learn about the the basically the air currents, you know, mm-hmm. the breezes and the winds and things like that. By first sitting out in my lawn, on my lawn, mm-hmm. and watching the trees sway as the air currents move through the trees. Mm-hmm. And then after I got the kind of the sense of their movement through the trees, to close my eyes and sense that, you know, change it to how does that feel around me? Mm-hmm. That sense of the of the breeze or the wind and try to envision or experience either through my skin, you know, Mm -hmm. through the smell, through uh, visualization, whatever works best, those currents as of air, as they're swirling and traveling around you. That helped me a lot. Yeah, because I think most of us are only conscious of air or of the wind Mm -hmm. even Mm -hmm. when we see its effects. Right. um, Because we can't see it itself. Exactly. You process air Mm-hmm. Through watching the trees move, mm-hmm. through watching clouds move mm-hmm. across the sky, through feeling it moving your clothing mm-hmm. and things like that. Exactly. And I, I did find that after some practice and some time in meditation and doing that, mm-hmm. I could kind of, I could get a sense You of, could sort of tap into... Tap into the currents of the air and how they it was flowing and that energy of mm-hmm. air, that cleansing purity mm-hmm. of air as it's moving around and past and through you. And I do think it's significant that air is another one of those elements that's constantly in motion. Mm -hmm. Like there's never a point at which air is completely static. (laughs) Yeah. Even in our our own, you know, we're constantly breathing in and out. Mm -hmm. Even when you hold your breath, right? Like Mm -hmm. it's still being processed in your lungs. Mm -hmm. It never has a stable state. Right. Right. Like even water has ice as a a relatively stable Mm -hmm. state. And you find you can find uh, you know ponds mm-hmm. and you know there are times when when water is still right. And we were talking about last week. It's always still in motion because mm-hmm. it's being contained. Right. That's why it's still. Mm-hmm. But air you can't even contain in that way. Right. Although you know, open a bottle, grab some air. <laughs> <laughs> All of your spell bottles have air in them. Unless you are using like a vacuum seal to suck all, all, all the air out of it. What do you think, Car? What have your experiences with just air? Right. How, how does it affect you as someone who's not necessarily... Like super witchy. Super witchy. <laughs> you mean non-witchy? <laughs> as someone who's zero witchy. I think like the things that do air for me is probably the extreme of the things right surfing skiing i I know you have stood outside and like gale force winds right yeah i mean i was outside during hurricane andrew um and katrina parachuting out of a plane those kind of things really kind of make air i don't know seem more powerful to me more tangible 
yeah, but 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 part of that is like I'm putting myself in an intense situation where you know air is a big deal, <laughs> uh, right? Normally, you know, normally again, like you all said, it's just there, right? So, but once you go outside during a hurricane or a tornado or even just a big blow, or you jump out of an airplane, or you go, you know, you go really really fast with nothing around you like a car, <laughs> yeah, it changes how air is because you know air can take your breath away. Mm-hmm. Right. You can be going fast enough that when you open your mouth, there's too much air. Right. You can't inhale properly. You can't inhale properly because there's too much of it. Now, little wind things like wind chimes Mm -hmm. irritate the tar out of me. (laughs) I absolutely freaking hate them. I think that's an audio thing for you. Maybe. But I don't, I don't, you know, I don't need to know the wind's blowing a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) Right. I want to know when the wind's blowing really, really hard. Whereas I love a wind chime. Uh huh. Car only wants to be conscious of air when it's a physical force that can knock him on his ass. <laughs> yeah. Yep. <laughs> Rip a shutter off of a window or something. Well, there is something really, you know, just like with water or with the earth in an earthquake, mm-hmm. seeing a tornado. Right. You know, when you see that wind, that that, that tunnel, tunnel, that cone, you know, of power, mm-hmm. essentially. Yeah. You know. And Actually, it, I wonder if cones of power were sort of inspired by tornadoes in any way. That's a good question because it's kind it of, that's a, the idea yeah. is that, you know, it's... I mean, inverted. Inverted, but... yeah. From the smallest little wind devils to, you know, a category five. Actually. But a tornado would be an F5. Is F5, it? that's it. Thank you. Still a five. But, <laughs> you know, it. that's when we're talking like maximum destruction. Yeah. But um, I can remember, though, it's like, it almost seems like sometimes that tornadoes wind in mm-hmm. this extreme has a personality right you know and it it just it'll mow places down but leave other places on the very same street right completely know, completely untouched, untouched. um it, it's it's really and i don't know it's it's just really an interesting thing to watch mm-hmm. do you all both remember going to blowing rock yes in north carolina yeah, I do remember that. Mm-hmm. Where you stand basically at the edge of this huge cliff and the wind just blows straight up at you, you know? And so that's that's a place where you're like, okay, I get it. Because it shouldn't blow straight up, right? Right, I mean, like it a... doesn't make sense to your brain. Why right, it exactly. Like... It's not a thing that should happen. So mm-hmm. um, to experience something like that was pretty intense. So again, that just goes to show all of these elements, whatever they may be, they're, they're powerful forces. Mm-hmm. You know, that we uh, we tap into, we can harness in a way, but it's more like we are partnering. It, right. it, we are, they are our allies. We are partnering with these elements to inform our magic. Well, and I think we're so dependent on air mm-hmm. that it's hard for us to even process it as a separate entity. Right. Like, last week again, we were talking about water and we were saying, you know, three days without water, you're dead. Right. But, like, I think it's, like, five minutes without oxygen and your brain is, like, gone. Yeah, yeah. Like, it does not take long without oxygen for your body to just stop working. So it's important for life. Mm -hmm. Um, At least for aerobic life. Yeah. A powerful force Mm -hmm. that we take for granted in many, many ways. Yeah, Yeah, because we're, because it's so, yeah, it's so integrated into our existence. Mm Mm-hmm. 
that it really does take those big things mm-hmm. like blowing rock, like tornadoes, mm-hmm. for for us to like process. Like, oh no, this can also be dangerous. Yeah, like a hurricane. Mm-hmm. Um, that we just you know, then we have to respect it mm-hmm. instead of just taking advantage of it. <laughs> Or taking it for granted that we're Take always right. going to have air. Yeah, taking it for granted is definitely the big one because we do. I mean, minor soapbox because I didn't prepare a soapbox for this one, but like mm-hmm. we do pollute our air. Yeah, the atmosphere of our planet pretty badly. Mm-hmm. So interestingly, yes, one of the things you said is air can't be solid. Okay, are you about to tell me Ooh, science new science? Facts. Yes, it can be. Tell me new science. So air is a mixture of different gases, 78% of which is nitrogen, 21% is oxygen, and then there's a bunch of other gases. Argon, carbon dioxide, et cetera. Carbon dioxide, neon, hydrogen, and helium. According to the ucsb.edu, you can freeze air, but each ingredient freezes at a different temperature. The only part that doesn't completely freeze, but does turn to a liquid is helium. And the only way to turn helium into, to get it to freeze, is to squeeze it really hard while it's in the liquid form. Right, yes. Githa says, oh my god, like liquid nitrogen is so fun. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I mean, I am familiar with liquid nitrogen. Worth pointing out, thank you, Car, for bringing this up, that uh, what we call air mm-hmm. is just the atmosphere of our particular our planet. planet. Yeah. Right. And it is a specific mixture of gases mm-hmm. that we can breathe. Although it's not just gases. No, it's also water vapor and various particulates. Air on different planets would be completely different. Yeah, completely. Mixtures. Mixtures of gases. Mm-hmm. And in fact, some planets have virtually no atmosphere. Mm-hmm. And that's why we had the Horda. <laughs> Thank you. That's a Star Trek reference. Oh, I should yeah. I should refresh myself on classic Star Trek. <laughs> Visit the Birmingham Violin Studio, where our tiger, Kirsten Gill, has been teaching violin for anyone ages seven and up for 20 years. Kirsten tailors each lesson specifically to the student, and since all people are unique individuals with their own learning style, rather than teaching from a single method or method book. Kirsten has a master's in music and violin performance and has played with professional ensembles including Orchestra Iowa, the Florida Grand Opera, the Palm Beach Symphony, and the Arkansas Symphony Orchestra, as well as Casey and the Sunshine Band, the Beach Boys, and a pre-American idol, Kelly Clarkson. Due to social distancing, the Birmingham Violin Studio has pivoted to providing online instruction. And Kirsten is offering listeners of Three Pagans and a Cat their first two lessons free when they sign up for two months of lessons. Hail Dictinus! Hail Dictinus! Oh, <laughs> Gwen and I had thoughts at the same moment. Gwen, you, you start with yours. I was just going to add that we are dependent on air for our speech yeah. and sound. Yes, that's what I was also going oh, to talk about. Great minds. <laughs> so we, we, we literally were in sync yep. both verbally and mentally there. Yep. Breath is, in addition to being critical for life, uh, critical to most, if not all, forms of language. So obviously mm-hmm. the sign languages don't rely on air. Um, you could perform a sign language underwater. But verbal language is wholly reliant on On breath and air and being able to shape and expel (laughs) air and Mm -hmm. and vibrate the vocal cords in Mm -hmm. specific ways. Through vocal cords, Mm -hmm. through instruments, instruments, through any other 
type of natural formation, mm-hmm. a- capable of making beautiful sounds. Yep. I guess, technically speaking, the air doesn't create the sounds, but it carries the it sounds. It carries the sounds. So the air molecules carry the vibrations of the sound. And sound waves! Through, yes, through the air to your ears. That's something Carr <laughs> can talk to us about, is sound waves. As could Ode at this point. <laughs> yeah, but you have way more expertise than I do in audio stuff. So I can tell you that low sound waves uh, carry further when it's cold out. Why is that? Because they're they're farther apart. Yeah. Okay. And so high-end sound waves, because they're much closer together, travel further when it's warm. Hmm. Because the temperature changes the excitement of the air molecules. That is exactly it. Which is why lots of times you'll go to, say, like an outdoor concert mm-hmm. where they have started their rehearsal earlier in the day and then it gets to doing the concert in the middle of the day and it's warmed up and there's feedback right away. Oh, because they set everything up for a cooler temperature. Correct. Yep. And when the temperature changes, you then have to re-EQ for that. And not everybody's smart enough to know that. I love science! <laughs> <laughs> Or why if it gets cold out, like if they're going into a nighttime concert, the low end will get some, you know, reverberations that it's not. It'll get bassier. Correct. Yep. And, you know, there's also air pressure depending on where you're standing on Earth. True. True. If you're standing at uh, sea level or if you're going up to a mountain and that's why your ears will pop. I've never understood why, like, chewing gum helps, helps when your ears are popping. It's a jaw movement, which actually creates extra pressure in your ear cavity, because that's all connected. Oh, okay, and so it helps repressurize your ears? Correct, yep. Now, one thing I was curious about in, you know, connection with sound waves and, and sound, I don't know exactly how it works, but the sacred sound of om, it's a particular frequency right? that is sung yeah. and, and held for a particular amount of time, and I would assume... Well, I know different sound waves, so like they've done science on this. There are certain frequencies that have weird effects on the human body. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. like, this is going to maybe freak some people out, but there are very, very low frequency tones that make your eyes vibrate very slightly. Mm. And this causes like a shadow in the corner of your eye phenomenon, which is the cause of a lot of quote-unquote hauntings where there's no actual spirit but it's just there's like a machine in the area that's creating this very low frequency tone and Mm -hmm. it creates this sense of dread in humans and causes your eyes to vibrate very slightly so you Mm -hmm. see these sort of semi-hallucinatory effects and they think that the evolutionary reason that that like carried on Mm -hmm. is because a lot of humans used to live in caves and so being able to sense those low frequency tremors Mm -hmm. that indicated a cave-in might be coming and scared the shit out of you so you fled the cave in time to not die were evolutionarily advantageous. Interestingly, since you said scared the shit out of you. Right, yeah, there's also that one. (laughs) There's a hypothetical, um, not proven, note that somewhere between 5 and 9 hertz, which is below the human hearing range, which will cause you to defecate. And I think they have done some research on that, but yeah, it's never been... Right, Mythbusters did a thing as well and called it busted. But the the problem with that kind of things is there are so many notes in between 4 hertz and 5 hertz Mm -hmm. and 5 hertz and 6 hertz that it's hard to get that uh, even with an oscilloscope. The variables are so extreme. Mm -hmm. Correct. 
And it's hard to reproduce them. I mean, most speakers are only meant to go down to about 20 hertz, um, which is the best person's hearing range, and about 20 kilohertz, which is, again, the best person's hearing range. And so, you know, but there are notes above and below that. Yep, which do, like I said, they do have effects on us of various kinds, and researching what those effects are is an ongoing source of study. Mm -hmm. So do you know what the fastest air has ever moved on Earth? No, what? It's 253 miles an hour. An F5 tornado or mm -hmm. a Category 5 hurricane, you're mm -hmm. talking about 80, 90 mile an hour winds. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 253. That probably just strips the skin right off of you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I would well, think it would be god-awful. Yeah, it'd be like hitting, be, being hit by three cars at once. Well, and think about yeah. the sound, the vibration that that creates. Yeah. Because, yeah. you know, uh, a hurricane or a tornado. Right. One of the ways you can tell a tornado is coming. It sounds like a freight train. Mm -hmm. it's just because of the sound of the wind and the, mm -hmm. the that rushing. We've all heard rushing winds and, and uh, whether it's a breeze or a, you know, a gale. Mm -hmm. So maybe are we done talking with the science-y direction and want to go to a more metaphysical, a more spiritual more direction? Spiritual sure. Direction? The part I can't talk about? Sure. Go ahead. <laughs> well, uh, what I was going to say is just like all the other elements, air is represented in mysticism, in creation mythologies, by deities. I mean, the Christian mythology mm -hmm. for the creation of the earth is through spoken word. Mm -hmm. So that would be the use of air. Breath is also important mm -hmm. in the creation of humankind in mm -hmm. the Norse mythology. Mm -hmm. It features breath actually features in a lot of a creation lot mythologies. Of creation mythologies. It's very present. And we have there's so many other deities that are yeah, I think associated you could, with I think air. you could fairly say that sky deities mm -hmm. are associated with air. Just I because we, we as humans think of the sky as being associated with air, I guess because it's sort of the it's our, our atmosphere. Well, it's our yeah, it's our perception of yeah. the outer boundary of our atmosphere. It's not mm -hmm. actually like we we don't actually see to the boundary true, of our true. atmosphere because there is actually a lot of stuff in the air between us and the end of the atmosphere. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of deities, like you mentioned, Mercury. I think mm -hmm. earlier, who, often associated with air. You know, and then of course we have birds that mm -hmm. fly through the air, elemental creatures that are of. That have flight, right? Would be like anything dragons. That, yeah, anything that flies has anything some kind of association with association the air. Association with air. Astrology. Because mm -hmm. um, we've mentioned it for the other two times, so might as well continue the trend. The three astrological signs affiliated with air are Gemini, Libra, and Aquarius, which didn't make sense to me because to me it feels like Aquarius should be a water sign. <laughs> The age of Aquarius. Uh-huh. It sounds like it should be. It's, I mean, it's, it's got aqua in it. Uh-huh. So it feels like it should be a water sign. <laughs> but no, it is, it is it's, in fact it is an air sign. That's right. Oh my <laughs> gosh. Okay, you really want to be confused? What? In numerology, mm -hmm. the element of air is associated with the number eight. Okay. But so is earth. What? Yeah. What? Those are <laughs> opposed elements. Uh-huh. Is that normal in numerology? I know. Uh-uh. <sighs> Because, yeah, because, like, as fire and water are opposed elements, mm -hmm. air and earth are opposed elements because earth is very stable mm -hmm. and Air is um, always firm, moving. <laughs> right? Yeah, and, and air is constantly in motion and mm -hmm. has no physical presence. Like, air, earth is very physical, mm -hmm. air is very intangible, so they're opposed in that way. That's one of those mysteries you have to, like, 
ruminate on for a couple of months before yes. you before you unlock it. Also, obviously, when we are working with air, what do we often use to represent air in ritual or in magic is incense. Yeah, yeah. So most of the time when you're calling the quarters or you're laying out the elements mm-hmm. in a circle, it will be incense that you put mm-hmm. for air because there's no other way to really visualize a feather. Yeah, occasionally you'll see you'll see a feather, but most of the time it is going to mm-hmm. be incense. It's, it's going to be incense just because it can Cuz you can see it. Yeah. You can see it wafting so in like, the air. <laughs> although you have to set it on fire first, you yes. then do get to see the smoke moving in the air and that's so right. that's why it visually represents right. air as an element. Now, I did want to recommend a book. Yeah, Um, you have a whole book about this. Yep, I have a whole book. It was written by Astrea Taylor. It's called Air Magic, and it's part of the Elements of of Witchcraft series. Mm -hmm. She um, goes into mythology of Mm -hmm. air, beasts, and places that are associated with air. So I would highly recommend, if you want to have an opportunity to work with the element of air maybe a little bit more than you have mm-hmm. if you want to get to know it better and and uh, really incorporate the element of air as a spiritual ally i highly recommend air magic by astrea taylor cool and then of course we do still have my go-to yes gwen's favorite my favorite the four elements of the wise Working with the Magical Powers of Earth, Air, Water, and Fire by Evo Dominguez Jr. So, in in Evo's book, he talks about, you know, the different mind, body, and spirit, the different Mm -hmm. things you can do with the elements. And some of the suggestions, obviously, for the mind, air can be used to help in learning topics. You know, yes, because studying. it is strong, it's associated with memory and intellect and thought. Exactly. Um, I think, uh, just as a quick sidebar, I think the reason it's associated with those things mm-hmm. is because those are also intangible, invisible processes. Yeah. Negative thoughts, mm-hmm. finding new ways to problem solve, mm-hmm. any kind of understanding complicated systems. Yeah, the process of thinking. Yeah, making things clear. Because yes, that's clear sort of... thinking is one of the things that work with air, the element of air, to clear the way. Mm-hmm. Sort of like um, like when you air out a room. Mm-hmm. Like when you open all the windows and you get a cross breeze going and mm-hmm. you, you get all the stale air out and you get the new air in. You can use air to do that to your brain, basically. Yep, exactly. And what about what do we do when we're really stressed out and we need to calm down? Take a deep breath. We take a deep breath and calm our body. Exactly. So we can work with air as, a, you know, finding the calm mm-hmm. in the storm of the day mm-hmm. or the season of life that you happen to be in. Yep. You know, working with your breath, yep. working being, with your air. Being conscious of the process of breathing. Exactly. And, of course, that moves us into the body uh, section of, of uh, working with air, which is, you know, improving your breathing. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Elle says pranayana is a wonderful thing I need to learn more about, which mm-hmm. is a, a specific... Hindu form yeah, of breathing a, a for form yoga, of, yeah. yogic form of breathing. Yep. Learn to uh, improve your speaking or your singing voice. Mm-hmm. How to project... Yes, Your diaphragmal voice. breathing. Yeah, that's through the use of air. And it says improving hearing. Car, how can we use air to improve our hearing? I don't know that it would improve your hearing. Your hearing's your hearing right? So it's a matter of, you know, again, like we talked about earlier, if it's warmer, you're going to hear more higher end things. If it's colder, it's why like you can't necessarily hear a train going by during the summer, but during the winter, it sounds really loud, like it's next to you. Right. Mm. That's because the train whistle 
is that a lower tone? So, so, so you're sort of changing more... your environment. Yeah. And I think that goes into quieting the mind to allow for proper sleep, too. Mm-hmm. If you change your environment, mm-hmm. you uh, work with the, the element of air and not the physical, you know, air. And I think also, you know, we, we're talking about the physical use of, of or working with air, but mm-hmm. also there's this metaphysical work that we can use for the body to encourage flexibility and moving mm-hmm. through the air and things of that nature. And, and Be light as a feather. Be light as a feather. <laughs> yes, exactly. Oh, shoot. What's the... Who's that guy who said the, the float like a butterfly thing? Sting oh. like a bee. Yeah. Muhammad, Muhammad Ali. Ali. Yeah. It's got an air energy to it. It does have an air energy. I never thought of that. Yeah. Float like a butterfly, sting like a bee. Both of them uh-huh. fly. Yeah. And then finally for spirit, you know, your psychic senses... Communicating with non-physical beings, assistance in divination. Mm-hmm. That's one of the reasons why I work with Frigga. Yeah, um, air is associated with divination and with psychic stuff in uh-huh, general. Uh-huh, exactly. Astral travel. So I have a question then for those of you all who are psychically linked. Okay. Do you get more messages during the summer than during the winter? Oh, Ooh, that's an interesting that question. That is an interesting question. I've never... I've never really paid attention. Yeah, I've, I've never done like an assessment on that. I don't know the answer to that card because I've, I've never thought about it before. Sitting here reflecting on it, I think I do tend to be more open and connected in the spring and the summer and the fall than I am in the winter because in winter I tend to go into more of a internal into a hibernation kind of mode. But do you think that's because it's cold and gray outside or do you think that's because there's less coming? You know, I mean, this is a kind of a biblical thing, spirits traveling on the air. Maybe there's more, is there more... Do they get more distance? (laughs) Do they get more distance in the spring, summer, and fall because the air is moving faster? Uh Uh, Ivy Rose says, do you think that would be different for people who live like south of the equator places with more temperate winters absolutely could be yeah maybe i don't know like i said i don't think i don't know that this has ever been i've never really that it's ever been considered from this perspective before so definitely uh something for people to start maybe keeping an eye on this is especially intriguing to me because air does act like as insulation right it keeps the earth from getting too hot or too cold exactly and it's it's both an insulator and a conductor Uh uh-huh right it also protects us from getting too much sunlight right so the ozone which is a type of gas that's in air which has actually been repaired Mm -hmm. that's a thing we succeeded at and it actually will break up like meteoroids and that kind of stuff because of friction with the air so it's it's super interesting i think that Maybe those of you all who are more connected to that kind of stuff than I am will figure some more of this out. Because I know like the Aborigines actually use wind divination. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We know about the auguries, which Mm -hmm. were divinations by flights of birds. Which is somewhat controlled by the air, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah, because they're, I mean, they follow wind currents. That's, yeah. Right, exactly, yeah. Which are also influenced by temperature. So, like, the soaring birds, the ones that don't flap as much but just sort of soar on the currents. Mm -hmm. um, Yep. How they fly is strongly determined by the temperature because that influences what kinds of Where the updrafts come. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. How fast or how slow. Yep. One other thing I wanted to sort of touch on with air, one, one thing I think we don't think of as much with air is that it's also a fuel element. Mm. So, like, you need oxygen to feed a fire. Mm-hmm. Um, it is the fuel for your body. Mm-hmm. Again, I think it's a we live in it all the time, so we don't we don't process it this way. Mm-hmm. But it is it's an element that builds and grows other things. Mm-hmm. 
And even as part of like the water cycle, water evaporates into the air as water vapor and then hangs out in the atmosphere for a while. And before it returns. Be- exactly, before it falls back to the earth. So it's, a, it's an insulator, it's a conductor, and it's a fuel. I think it's a very mm-hmm. versatile element mm-hmm. that doesn't get enough... Attention. attention yeah yeah I, I i think that's true i think we do tend to concentrate more on fire or on earth or on water and we kind of take air for granted mm-hmm. just so i know i have yeah taken air for granted a little bit as far as a spiritual ally to work with mm-hmm. um and i i think it would be interesting to to work with it more right and so so there's the big er element of air as with all the elements like we've been talking about. But there are also like the the directional winds. So like the north wind, the south wind, the east wind, and the west wind mm-hmm. feature in various mythologies as distinct spirits, mm-hmm. have their own associations and qualities. Right. So you could, you don't have to necessarily connect with the spirit of air in general, but you mm-hmm. could connect with one of those specific winds. Mm-hmm. For, there's a Zephyr wind mm-hmm. that has yep. a specific name. Yeah, so there are... I think Estrella talks about it in her book. Probably. So there are, again, it's a thing where they don't get as much attention, but there are Mm -hmm. specific air elements, components of air, air spirits, that I think are harder to distinguish from the main body of air, Mm -hmm. because, again, they're invisible and intangible, but they are their own separate spirits with their own qualities and opinions and Mm -hmm. um, that you can build distinct relationships with. Exactly. If you need a visual... Mm -hmm. Whether, you know, or, or something audio, audible, right. you know, you could use wind chimes, but really watching the movement of mm-hmm. trees. I, and or clouds, I think you clouds, could do as well. On or, a particularly windy or day. Or long grasses, like a big long a field mm-hmm. of long grasses, yeah. where you can kind of see the wind rippling through. But keep in mind, those can all be at different levels, too. You can have long grass that blows, but the tree's not moving. Is there a difference between where the air is coming from or going to? I think in terms of what Gwen's talking about in just trying to like see the effects of the wind Mm -hmm. and like process the fact of the wind. And connect with it. Yeah. Connect with air or whatever spirit of air you want to connect. I think at that level, like that sort of very introductory level, it doesn't matter so much which specific breeze you connect with Mm -hmm. but it certainly could make a difference when you have those relationships more established what kind of of Mm -hmm. wind or air spirit you're connecting with Mm -hmm. definitely do you think there that different wind and air spirits would live at different levels possibly i think that's entirely possible i'm not sure the atmosphere is such a it goes so much higher than we think it does yes it does (laughs) right right like you and encompasses so much more than we realize yeah so there are so many strata of the atmosphere that we just don't even we have no perception of yeah yeah. we we don't engage with so i think certainly it could be possible that air spirits have sort of layers or Mm -hmm. strata Mm -hmm. through the atmosphere and i don't know if they travel between them or not it's that invisible intangible thing again yep could that possibly also be a hierarchy Possibly. I have no idea. Yeah, like I have never yeah. asked. <laughs> it's it's certainly possible that it could be. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I have no knowledge on that. Mm-hmm. I do know, I think the Bible talks about uh, hierarchies and spirits of air and stuff, although it's on a more negative level than what we <laughs> believe. Elle says, one of my personal takeaways from this series is that while we're dependent on the elements, there's so much about them that is simply beyond and not for us. And I love that. Yeah, I think that's a good mm-hmm. point. Like, even when we build relationships with these spirits mm-hmm. and we engage with them as partners for our practice, they're not, like, in service to us. No, huh 
like we very much do exist at their pleasure. This this sort of ties back into a thing I've mentioned in the past about like if we as humans manage to fuck up the planet so much that we can't live on it anymore, the planet will still be here. Mm-hmm. We just won't be. Mm-hmm. The elements that make up our planet that support our existence will inevitably outlive us. Mm-hmm. They have been here before us. They will be here after, after us. us. Mm-hmm. We are like sort of a blip in their timeline. Mm-hmm. So I think it's very difficult for us as humans to understand sort of how small our role is in the universe. Mm-hmm. And that might be uncomfortable for some people to grapple with how small our, our role is. That doesn't mean that we're... That our lives are meaningless, but it does mean that there there has to be an understanding of and a respect for the fact that things like elements mm-hmm. really truly are just beyond our comprehension mm-hmm. in some ways. Yes, I would totally agree with that. And uh, I, I think it's important for us to acknowledge that, mm-hmm. not to be overwhelmed by it. Yeah. But to respect that difference, mm-hmm. learn what we can, and work with the spirit allies that that are willing that to are willing to work with us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and there may be things about the elements or uh, about universal forces that we never understand. Exactly, there are just some things we will not know, mm-hmm. and that's okay. It's okay for there to be mysteries. Exactly. In fact, I kind of like mysteries. Uh-huh. So I have one more question: Is there a hier- hierarchy to the elements? I don't think so. At least, if there is, it's not one that's meaningful to me. Yeah, I, I have the I have the sense that they they, they sort work, of all work together. Yeah, they work together in concert. I I don't think one is more important than the other. I think they all mm-hmm. are equally important. And we see like through storms, you know, yeah. we see them working together. I think there's a degree to which I mean hierarchies are a very human thing. Mm-hmm. That it's something we do sort of as a society building exercise. Right. And I'm and not help us understand. Right. And and I'm like so it humans might organize elements or spirits into hierarchies. But sometimes I think that's something we do for our convenience rather than something that is innate to them. Mm-hmm. Okay. And uh, Ivy Rose says, when they all work together, get out of the way. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> <laughs> and for me, elements working together are all part of a greater a earth, whole system. A whole system of the earth deity. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it gets even bigger depending on how you want to look how at you, it. How, how you comprehend How you comprehend it. Exactly. And then you got, you throw in the sun and the moon. Right. And, and uh, everyone's understanding of the universe and how it works and their place in different. it is going to be different. It's going to be different. And yeah. it, like, there's really no point in trying to pick one that is preeminent, I mm-hmm, think. Like, mm-hmm. Gwyn's understanding of the Earth deity is completely, completely different, different from my understanding of Earth deities. Absolutely. We can't necessarily reconcile Mm-mm. our comprehensions of those subjects. So we just have to accept that we have very different understandings. But appreciate but the, each exactly. other's. So like I can appreciate Gwyn's understanding of the universe without agreeing with it. Yeah, same. And all that matters is that we both managed to accomplish successful magic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so. And we've been able to work together in ritual and uh-huh. in magic. And so it doesn't really matter. Yeah. What I've found is that like, although we have these very extreme differences in our understandings of the universe and how we process certain phenomenon and our religious frameworks. Mm-hmm. Like, it doesn't stop us from being able to work together. Mm-hmm. The only thing that would stop us from being able to work together is if we refused to out of some, yeah. like, dogmatic insistence on truth. And I think that is wherein, you know, there is conflict mm-hmm. 
when specific traditions, religions, paths, whatever you want to call them, mm-hmm. you know, claim that right. they get really hung up. They get on... really hung up on their truth, their way. Yeah. And I'm just not in that vibe anymore. Yeah. I just, <laughs> I'm like, yeah. I believe what I believe. You believe what you believe. It all kind of works and flows together. And, and as long as we're all accomplishing our goals. That's right. And we, you know, and I think the biggest thing that we're come, you know, we are trying to express in uh, this series about mm-hmm. the elements is, at least I think, respect. Yes. And willingness to try and, and maybe mm-hmm. expand your understanding. Reach out. Do a little Learn more. Learn something new. Do maybe, you know, develop more of a relationship mm-hmm. with one or more of these elements than you have in the past. Or look at it from a different angle. Look at it. From, exactly. Like I said, I've taken air very much for granted. I've never really thought to work with air mm-hmm. specifically as an element. I've, I've invited air into my rituals and mm-hmm. stuff, but I've always been much more of an earth or right. water or fire. You right. know, those are the ones I, you know, those are the flashy. The ones you can see. The yeah. ones you can see. So yeah, I've taken air for granted, and so now it's time for me to say, "Hey, reach out beyond I need to your... reach out beyond my understanding mm-hmm. of working what it means to work with the element of air and uh, explore a little." Mm-hmm. And that's what we're hoping to encourage everyone else to do too. Yep, and yeah. it's and it's what we're doing in the process of this yep. series. Every time I do research, I, I come across another little tidbit where I'm like, "Ooh." That's yeah. interesting. That's a fun thing to explore. Exactly. And it's been so good to have you back, Carr, because you ask these thought-provoking questions that I had not considered. Mm-hmm. Join our Tiger Crystal at Apothecary Teas. This shop produces fragrant, aesthetically beautiful teas that will delight your senses, so long as the air blows it towards you, with handcrafted tea blends from white to red to green. This week, Ode recommends the White Queen Tea, made with Mutan White Tea, Rose petals, lavender, and vanilla. Find them at apothecaryteastore.com or on Facebook at Apothecary Teas, LLC. Hail Dictinus! Hail Dictinus! And that's another way air helps us through smell, through yes. scent. Inhaling. Inhaling. Mm-hmm. All those wonderful things. So, yes. yeah. Inhale the frankincense. Exactly. Break the negative thought cycles. That's right. That's right. I think Dictinus has an air association. Hail Dictinus. But that is what Dictinus is associated with, and that's what air is associated with, is the clarity mm-hmm. with um, the mind, all mm-hmm. those things that we've talked about. Insight. Insight. Intellect. Exactly. And language. All language of which are Dictinus things. Yeah. So, hey. We just learned a new thing. Dictinus. We learned a new thing about Dictinus. Dictinus is a god of the air. <laughs> and the air waves. Uh-huh. Air vibes. Air vibes. <laughs> I don't think I could have ever said that in radio. <laughs> <laughs> You're listening to 96.9 The Rock on the air vibes. <laughs> I think it works. I think we should we should now call radio air vibes. That's right, air vibes. <laughs> I'm, I'm making that a formal request. That's going to be it for this episode. Car, will you tell them where they can find us? You fuckers can Google us. <laughs> and it'll just show up. That's So true. number three, pagans and a cat. Shit will just show up. Mm-hmm. He's so useful. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> we have a lot of those social media things, yeah. including some that Gwen is being spoofed on. That's right. So remember, it's not me. <laughs> Gwen will never reach out to you to... Try to sell you a reading. Nope. We have a red bubble. We have a neglected uh, YouTube. Gwen has a blog on Patheos Pagan. Mm-hmm. And a TikTok. Mm-hmm. And that's about it. So yeah. You know all those things you all have been talking about? Uh-huh. Yeah, if they just Googled us, they'd find them all. Yeah, 
but these ones, you know, I tell them specifically, hey, go check the specific link. Yeah. All right, fine. We also have a Patreon. Does that That's help? That's true. That's true. We yes, do have we that. do. And if we you want to support our... us, you can do it there. We are very grateful for everyone who supports us on Patreon. Mm-hmm. And of course, we love every single listener. And we are just so grateful that you are still listening after what is this? Where are we at now? Four years? Are we four years? I don't know. Thing? We're 184 <laughs> episodes in. That's all I got for you. I can't tell time, but I do know how many episodes we've done. 184 <laughs> episodes because you guys have been listening and supporting us through listening uh-huh. and sharing the episodes. And so we just we just love you and appreciate you all so much. Yep. Goodbye. And our next episode will be about the final of the four classical elements. Fire.